0: and welcome to the Attitude Era podcast. Bono episode fantavaganza special edition. Yep. (laughs) You got that right, you laid that out. Hello, everyone, once again, I'm Kevin Mann, joined in this UK pay-per-view exclusive review by uh, this recurring theme has become a a frequent trend, is it not, reviewing these UK pay-per-views? Adam Bivolo. Yeah, Billy is not subject to these. Shall we say
1: special shows happenings yeah these are uh, events
0: <laughs> this event certainly happened <laughs> uh, it's, it's obviously you know bonus episode and all that but uh, obviously it's significant in one or two ways first of all it's our first official post-Russo podcast. Yeah,
1: we are now in the post-Russo era.
0: I know. As this event was happening, Vince Russo was back uh, pretending to be sick or whatever it was he did to stay at home and ink his papers for WCW. Like. Scumbag move. imagine he was just diving into a giant uh, vault full of coins or something <laughs> at this point. And also as well, uh, something which I didn't really regard as being that significant until after, you know, the last week or so on Twitter, the WWE Network is up and running now. Adam. Yeah, people can watch along with these uh, views that we're reviewing now, so make sure you load up Rebellion 99 and check out I know it's, it's it's awesome you see people can go back and watch all the uh, pay-per-views that we've reviewed and also pay-per-views that we haven't reviewed obviously <laughs> yeah. we're not going for over the age 99 WWE felt that's grand I will give if, that if you want to watch it you can you I guess go, knock yourselves out but well, no it's good uh, have you been using the network at all did you use the free trial get oh fun?
1: yeah I, I'm actually get the free trial working over here it's pretty good uh, yeah. watch some ruthless aggression stuff yeah. soon turned it off yeah yeah
0: I've been using it to catch up on Batista obviously um, oh boy yeah my, brushing up on your, your Batista my new favorite wrestler Deal with it, like, <laughs> yeah, and all the all the great uh, Batista moments there. Looking back, all the countless Batista matches, uh, I, I did come up with uh, something to make Batista slightly more marketable because people don't really like him at the moment, do they? Is, is this your idea for a Batista cartoon, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. I thought Disney's spin off cartoon with Batista, uh, duct tape. Oh, my Ooh, my doo-doo. Doo-doo. you're supposed to be my friend.
1: Ooh, brilliant. brilliant! You can go on with that really Yeah I'm not saying you have to photoshop uh, Scrooge McDuck With Batista's <laughs> wrinkly head on top of it But if you want to That you was can.
0: essentially the negotiation process for Dave's return This opened up uh, Scrooge McDuck small <laughs> Dive in like, That's why his face looks all weird now Because it's distorted from hitting all the metal On the on the coins <laughs> We're two and a half minutes in and we've referenced DuckTales an awful <laughs> lot here That's what's nice about these bonus episodes Because I mean I'll tell you for one thing After all the, uh, the scandal of having to watch That WCW 2000 pay-per-view yeah. which was hard going and you know everything up to date on, mo- on the current product is quite you know heart-wrenching at times as well and yeah. quite quite testing. Fuck me if this was not a breath of fresh air to sit down and review a bit of Rebellion 1999. Yeah a non-timeline one where uh anything goes so to speak <laughs> Alrighty strap yourselves in get ready for some UK only action it's Rebellion 1999
1: Mr. Helmsley
0: Triple Eight.
1: Mr. Rock. The Great One. An athletic competition for the World
2: Wrestling Federation Championship. A war inside cold hard steel for the title. Two gentlemen settling a tiff. Two men gonna kick some bump. One goal, one aim, one road, one focus. The Rock is gonna do to you exactly what he does best, and that's lay like the smack down on your candy ass. The time for talking is over.
0: Holy fucking god. For sake. Oh man, now this was, come on, this was amazing. Amazing. Oh, okay. The last show that we reviewed opened up with like, a guy going like, yeah, Smooth, i do that for you. And, and then, then like, ninjas and Yeah, all okay, 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 This opened up with Mr. Hounsley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking adored this. you really? I thought it was fucking awful. A war in steel. Kick some bum. For fuck's sake. Triple H. Fish and chips.
1: (laughs) Can we not just put on a show in England? Do we have to always drag it down with this this smut, basically.
0: I have to say, the as much as I love the uh, the dialogue of this narration, uh, it did not exactly match up with what was on not screen. Not at all, no. I, I mean, you I was looking for kind of like a William Regal Titantron to kind of go up with this, like, Some shots bit, uh, of the Queen and, and stuff. sophistication, yeah. It said we got a kind of a Mad Max 2 vibe off this. Yeah, what, what? It did not fit at all. You'll see this used in stock footage, video packages, Titantrons, an awful lot up until the year 2000. They obviously just took a single camera down, did a little bit of a, a bit of a shoot in a car park that happened to be on fire, and you've got a lot of stock footage now of all the WFS.
1: Yeah, getting the money's worth out of those cars. Kane looks uh, particularly badass. Yeah, no, that's true. Despite how awful
0: this uh, opening segment is, Kane looks fucking cool in it. And he also goes, well, one of your favorite sightings, you know, this is like something you see in Pokemon Snap. It's like, oh man, amazing, I've heard about this only. Uh, big Show pushing over a big old car. Oh yeah, he's a big fan of doing that. Uh, likes to crush people like great, as he would say. <laughs> The theme when I kicked in here, you know, with all the kind of military drums and all that. Oh yeah. Before I recognised that it, it was once again our old friend Valentine's Day Massacre, yeah. I thought it was the orange theme. Uh, <laughs> on, on <Super> <laughs> Incoming! <laughs> like you know, but uh, sadly not. I liked it
1: because the Valentine's Day Massacre had the uh, the lyrics of like, Will you be my Valentine?" <laughs> this one, the lyrics
0: literally were, <laughs> <your high> "Rebellion, <laughs> rebellion, tea <I'm> <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Uh, I have to say once the The pyro kicked off, and I was like, whoa, pyro. I think we've noticed now, this is our fourth UK show, and I think we're at the point now where... Just from lucky alone, production value wise, this is obviously on Sky Box Office yeah. in the UK. It really looked like a fucking proper pro show. Nice set. Oh, yeah.
1: It actually is like a pay per view. Yeah. I mean, it literally is a pay per view because you can buy it on Sky Box Office, but it
0: really feels like it as well. Now. We're not just like using what's to hand. We've got like yeah. proper ring ropes. There's a graphic. You know, yeah. I like the uh, the fist Oh yeah, the Red Faction box art. <laughs> you mean. Yeah, it was really cool to see. And also as well, you could tell from the, the get go, as with all of these UK shows, good God in heaven rabid fans at the start yeah, of the hour. rowdy as hell and not because they're drunk thank you very much wcw this is actually a real rowdy crowd <laughs> exactly this crowd is like full of people who who want to see wwf so you know what the last three uk shows have not exactly been spectacular no capital, not by any stretch capital current is the fact that it's so surreal going for it yeah it's a bit of a fun house pay-per-view isn't it but uh yeah so i mean maybe i don't think i had higher hopes starting this off
1: well, I did Like I, I was like, oh my god, this feels quite legit and everything And then we
0: <laughs> we see our announcing team for the evening Yep, it's, uh, by god Good old JR and well, his hey. broadcast announcing partner for this evening Michael Hayes Ah, ah that, a, that stings a little bit Wearing a corduroy t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> He looks so fucking silly Oh, Michael Hayes All right, I was ready to kind of go, right, well, we've got a fucking full night ahead of us now. Like, you know, Mm. last last episode we had to deal with Mark Madden on commentary, and now we've got fucking Michael P.S. Hayes. He's so generic. So generic. As in, I don't think... I think they've actually disabled a part of his brain that can come up with thoughts on its own, and Vince McMahon is effectively using him as like some sort of ventriloquist act. <laughs> like, though, he's just, there's nothing not a legitimate there. It feels yeah. like a, a velocity kind of commentary almost. <laughs> you know what? They're sticking with them. No idea where Jerry is for this one. Yeah. But starting things off champion versus champion, IC belt versus European belt. Straight away, my ears are pricking yeah. up. Double J coming out with Miss Kitty and a vacuum cleaner, taking on D lo Brown. And we got a nice shot of the referee. The scab referees who had played the last pay per view from WWF we reviewed are uh, now truly gone. Yeah. And a masterful piece of storytelling how this thing was all wrapped uh, up. The Raw after Unforgiven, all the referees were just like happy and smiling in Vince's office. And Vince's like, That's right, I've met all your demands, and you're all coming back to work. And it was like, Yay! That is how you resolve it. Oh, them. that's it! Like, okay, so that everyone, everyone got it. what
1: they wanted, and Vince wasn't miserable about it. Here,
0: Ronnie Reagan in the eighties, like that's you know, how that's you do how it. That's how you sort <laughs> out of track, like, I mean, just get Vince McMahon in it, his nice tan blazer and everyone <laughs> will be grand. Double J does his uh, his misogynistic shtick. We had a very a recap of a very strange angle, which was uh, from Raw. Double J and Doctor Tom Pritchard taking on China and Deborah. Uh, what the hell's going Deborah, on? Deborah officially parting ways from Double J now, but Double J. You know, uh, now that Russo is gone, obviously, that's obviously a bit of a problem for for our, our chosen one, so yeah. to speak. And uh, now he's left with a misogynist gimmick and maybe a riding crew and a roster of talent who are not overly fond of him. No. His promo here is a, a bit much. Now
2: I've already proved my point. Cut the damn music. You're campaigning against. Now women. I've already already recently my point across the pond of the United States. That women are only good for three things. Cooking, cleaning, and making babies. Well, that's Jared's opinion. So tonight, right here at Rebellion in Birmingham, I've got a thousand pounds for any woman who wants to prove my point and demonstrate to the world. A thousand pounds, JR? That there's only one place for a woman and that's in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. I'll tell you what the ninth wonder of the world is. I know might have all you men out here have to agree with me because from the looks of these hideously ugly looking women, oh. I keep him in the damn okay. house
1: talking to It's
0: diabolical Kevin. This is Awful. Oh man, it's so blatantly cray It's, I mean, all right. There's misogyny, and then there's just like you, you've gone too
1: far. Yeah, th- this is weak. This is so fucking degrading. This is awful.
0: Says they should be barefoot and pregnant women. He's referring to. Strike one. Stri- <laughs> Stri- strike. Strike oh,
1: one, right there. Yeah. Strike two is when he offers a thousand pounds to any woman out of the audience to come and vacuum in the middle of the ring to prove that that's all women are good for. And strike three, I assume, comes when like they can't get the vacuum to work properly. Yeah, or the fact that he slaps. The figure four leg lock on this helpless ah, woman. Yeah, it was a bit, uh, a bit, a bit, a bit overboard. I mean, what I mean, she's it's... obviously a plant, like. But I mean, it's just <laughs> so fucking horrible that he would figure four a poor innocent woman in the middle of the yeah, ring. Yeah, I
0: mean, so. Anytime any time a fan gets beaten up, it's the poor sucker who's coughed out for you know the front row tickets. Yeah, so, like, it's someone who spent a lot of money and they always get dicked over.
1: And then he starts calling women ugly because obviously we're in England, so it's not just enough to be misogynistic towards women. He has to put the extra sort of you know the hatred towards it's English women. a little
0: bit of extra salt and pepper on his misogyny, is what you're saying. He points at a child in the audience and he calls her ugly yep
1: that's horrible. She came to see, like, she came to be entertained by wrestling and she gets called ugly within five minutes of the show starting. Real imagine, great start.
0: She managed to get, like, scarred for life. Like, if you're, like, 10 years old and Dumb like, no one's going to kiss you. Oh. And, like, you, that would stick with you for a while. Forever. I, I was, I'll tell you what I was hoping for at the start of this because Jared was going on so long winded with his big old promo and I'm like, where's D Lo Brown? I was seriously hoping Vinnie Jones is going to run out. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go out there and I'm going <laughs> to knock him out. Uh, it's been emotional <laughs> yeah sadly no no sighting from any soccer hooligans tonight but uh, why Jeff why put figure four in a defenseless fan China comes out to the rescue where is the match yeah what's going on and then um China you know uh, beats up Jeff Jeff is left all like laying out you know licking his wounds and now he has to wrestle a match mm. and it's like okay just start the match we can Let's get, get over going, and going onwards, here, yeah. and all of a sudden going, and now the whoever's belt will be on the line will be decided with a coin flip, like it's the most normal thing ever. Like this is how they always do it. I've been playing a lot of it recently, but this did remind me of Fable I just kind of like,
2: we'll do it with a coin flip.
0: <laughs> oh no, Jeff Jarrett's intercontinental belt is in a pie. <laughs> it was a uh, whimsically English this coin yeah. flip. I assume. I
1: know it's nitpicking as well, but the referee has clearly never flipped a coin in his life. He flips it in the air, <laughs> and, and it just lands. On the, on the other side of the ring in front of him he has to walk over and check what it is
0: the coin lands heads which was enough to get a pop out of the Birmingham crowd <laughs> the IC belt is on the line so D.O. Brown is coming out he rehashes the old uh, you know when he back in New Zealand when he's the European champion he's now residing in Birmingham England yeah. which is like really cool to see because he's a face as
1: well. so, like, he's technically got the hometown advantage now <laughs> definitely but
0: yeah great fast action to start this off I'm like holy shit here we go This a is a great match these are two favourites from the podcast uh, definitely and yeah great action from from the get go and then we get them
1: yeah we, we watched this together and there was a moment where we both just turned and looked at each other like you know independently and we both noticed at the same time the air horns are back the horns oh the my horns. god they're worse than ever because you got air horns and whistles as well
0: now like <laughs> football <laughs> whistles in the crowd it's this sea of I mean see it's not saying a crowd blowing a whistle I'd be like you're an asshole like. shut up shut, shut up. up will you shut up will you shut up <laughs> shut up I imagine it was Earl Hebner and a bunch of fucking dickheads out the front selling this and like <laughs> Bret Hart t-shirts like all <laughs> faded like uh, get your whistles and your authentic WWF merchandise right here it, it became quite a stressful affair because again one of the last Jeff appearances he's on his yeah. way out listing out for that Glag AC hold and the crowd is going yeah Non-stop with their like, horns. Quiet, like, please. I'm, Silence I'm, I'm... for the Glagey sleeper. <laughs> We're ball. trying to pay attention.
1: But it happened again, where every time he bounced off the ropes, he had the little moment of <gasps> like, "It's gonna happen." And then at ten minutes eighteen seconds, he goes for the Glagey sleeper. Oh ball, yeah, and he slaps it on Dilo, and he goes.
2: And the sleeper
1: he Jared. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere now.
0: It's amazing. He finally—it's—it's it's an indication that it's obviously one of the last Glagaise. Yeah. Because now the full sentence has come out, like. Oh, and then straight away
1: afterwards he slaps on another Glagaise sleeper hold, and I can't quite identify what he says here, but there is a noise. It's sort of a,
0: a do yab kind of noise. I sir. went hop yo. <laughs> like if Jeff Jarrett successfully takes off a triple jump. Oh in, ha hup, yo. In double J sixty four. Yeah Amazing action here! Double J takes a powder. Dilo pursues up the ramp. We get a fucking scintillating dropkick spot from Double J when Dilo's coming off the the top ropes, and a running powerbomb from Dilo Brown, which JR calls sky high. Don't you start, right? Wrong. No, you just wrong. It's annoying. You become that fan when you when you watch the shows in sequence. But if a man does a move in literally every single pay per view, and Dilo's been in like eighteen pay per views. Surely you know by now. By now.
1: My favourite is not only when they... Well, when they don't get the name right, that's one thing. But when they know what the move is, but they don't give it any passion, that's yeah. even better. I remember this one I saw where uh, Christian hits the unpretty on someone, and it happens while JR's mid-sentence, and he's like, Well, as we know, later on, on rock prettier there I just,
0: just <laughs> casually yeah that's his finish Do you here ever, it comes when poor LDDP comes in in the invasion oh, oh no and then, and then and like, he's, he's, he's made out to be like a complete pussy or whatever and then like in one match by some bizarre circ- sequence of circumstances he manages to hit the diamond cutter which yeah. is like you know it is a man who like his finisher is his gimmick he hits it and Michael Hill goes neck breaker there <laughs> <laughs> there's a sunset flip sequence where Double J like kind of crouches down forward while D-Lo like flips up and over yeah unbelievable fantastic and I'll say what makes it as well we complain about
1: the air horns but the crowd are so into it like D-Lo is crazy over in England so it really makes it
0: yeah I mean a lot of people always point at the UK pay-per-view saying that oh very very house show-ish you know in terms Mm. of nothing gets progressed or anything but in this pay-per-view I think it stands to the good standard of probably the house shows at the time because like even though it's just two lads fighting because whatever yeah, they still put on a really good match they it's, do there's no fucking WCW uh, we've got their money bullshit yeah no, they, they actually tried to put can on. so that's not exactly a slight thing it's how show like we got a superplex king size from the top rope Kitty distracts the referee Double J vacuums D'Lo Brown and we get one of my favourite calls of all time Double J just hit D'Lo with the damn vacuum cleaner <laughs> Double J wins and then challenges China fucking awesome match yeah fucking brilliant start to the pay-per-view uh, this is the best UK pay-per-view match we've reviewed so far
1: definitely yeah an opening match and Tiger Ali Singh is not in sight so I'm very happy already you
0: were hoping for like the, the next appearance for Tiger Ali Singh to get even more racist like because I mean, <laughs> the last two ones just getting worse and worse you expect them to come out with a camel like, oh, God. you know, praise Saddam Hussein like, <laughs> great leader Adolf Hitler <laughs> all you English should have died in World War 2 Like wouldn't surprise me <laughs> but sadly no Tiger Ali Singh tonight Alrighty, coming up next, it's The Godfather taking on... <laughs> yeah, poor old Gangrel. We're giving I, him an I hard I know, time, yeah, he's we? still a decent wrestler, but I just can't get past that now. Poor Gang Gangrel. He's got the hardy voice now, but they've kind of outgrowed him. He's just kind of like there on his own. Oh, like the loner. He's lonely in that big square of fire coming up. He's just there on his Toblerone. He's like. crying. Poor lad. I'll tell
1: you what, though. Um, when Godfather came out making his entrance... I, I do enjoy having Michael Hayes on commentary. You
0: get, you get such gems as, Oh my! Who's a plenty? Who's the plenty? <laughs> Michael Hayes did serious uh, 2K14 commentary all night. Like Everything in the match is like, Oh, if Godfather hits the pimp drop, it's over. But if Gangrel hits the Impaler DDT, it'll be lights out. Fuck
1: off. It's so generic. Did you catch during the Godfather's entrance, Hayes admitted that he wants to be a pimp?
0: He basically is a pimp, I think, in his mind.
1: Well, he says it ain't easy, but I'd sure like to give
0: it a shot. Keep it to yourself, Mike. Come on. <laughs> Fucking hell. Remember what happened in Texas, Mike. Come on, <laughs> get together. You know what, Godfather, he's coming out there. I think we've mentioned this before him about just being like kind of a gracious, nice guy. Yeah. But he looks like he's just having the greatest crack here tonight. He looks this so is. happy. He actually looks like he's really enjoying his work. The hoes come over and fondle the commentators. Hmm. Bit of an awkward moment, I thought. Yeah,
1: Michael Hayes clearly a little bit too into it. JR made very uncomfortable by it. So Jim
0: Ross sadly not aroused by late. Like oh, these are fucking hell. You want to talk about scantily clad? But seriously, hell. yeah. I mean, I, I've actually become Stephen Richards on this podcast. I think, but <laughs> scantily clad with. <women. laughs> Seriously, they're 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 not even wearing a smile, Adam, oh, when they're God. coming in. They're they are officially Birmingham's nakedest ladies. Yeah,
1: I'm no prude, like I'm I'm not scared of the female form, but there are children in the front <laughs> row of the audience, and the cameraman's there, like ringside, just like yeah, make sure you get a nice close. And, and they're all like grinding again. up against Jim yeah, Ross. Yeah, it's and really. Jim's fl- hey. like,
0: I'm happily married. Thank you very much. It, oh, it's just really uh, explicit. Save us, Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Gangrel. I think I mentioned feeling bad from here, like because you. You know, uh, having a feud or forbidden by the taker. You know, Holly, hardcore Holly, had been doing the weight scales gimmick oh, with yeah. Crash at the time, you know, and was the gimmick was if you wanted to fight the super heavyweights, you had to. He had to do the the weigh in challenge, up, yeah. yeah. And on SmackDown, there's a like Gangrel was in the ring, and he's just like, "It's Holly as the scales." So he goes, "Get your fat ass up there, Dracula!" <laughs> for fuck's sake, the poor lad. Godfather
1: man. calls him Vampire Man as well. <laughs> Listen here,
0: Vampire Man. Yeah, Godfather has a bit of a proposition for uh for old Gangrel at the start of this one. You want
1: one of the holes?
2: What do you people think? Should I give him one of the holes? no ho ho no hey hey vampire man i'd offer you the hose, but sounds like to me these people want to see me kick your ass i'd love to see it i think that's what's going to happen all right
0: he's like gonna give you the hose and he just changes his mind so yeah. Gangrel is left with no hose. he's
1: got no one at all has he
0: michael hayes keeps referring to gangrell's offensive overdrive yep And can we pick up as well the pants that say vampire? I mean, seriously. (laughs) Just outright stating what he is. I mean, like, you might as well have pants that say jobber, like, you know. It's a grand match, nothing special, quick. Fun crowd are into it. Godfather it does all of his crowd freezing maneuvers, including the whole train. Yeah. Which we get a shockingly accurate uh, choo-choo noise from Michael Hayes. Yeah,
1: through the. I actually thought there was a sound effect being played for the first you time. You thought there was an actual train coming in. Yeah, like? yeah, very realistic. It's an inception moment, like,
0: get the pin from Godfather wins. Yeah, good match.
1: Not so bad. Yeah, it's good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as great as the last one, but still, for a UK pay per view, considering it, the precedent that's been set by the last three shows, it didn't drag.
0: The crowd remained into it, and uh, both guys were were relatively over in their respective ways. Yeah,
1: just a shame that Michael Hayes spent half the match talking about Gangrel's teeth.
0: Tim White does a sex on the hose after the. Oh uh, God, Mr. White, that is not wise. Mr. White,
1: what are you doing? Mr. Mr. White, <laughs> Mr. White, that is not wise. Mr. White, there are children watching. Like it's another one of his suicide attempts. He was trying to kill himself by getting suffocated by all these scantily clad women.
0: Backstage, Mickey C is with China.
1: China, do you accept Jeff Jarrett's challenge here
2: tonight? Damn right I do, Michael. I can't wait. All right. I think Jeff has a little problem. You've heard of penis envy, right, Michael? Yeah. Uh, that's a stupid question. I know you have. Well, <laughs> I believe that Jeff has the China envy. What? But the- Open your ears, Michael. The China envy. But here's the thing. You know, I don't do windows. I don't do floors. But Jeff, I'm going to make an exception. Because tonight, I'm going to mop up the ring with you.
0: She accepts the challenge of Double J. And says that um, he hasn't got penis envy. Oh, f- he has vagina envy. She says it twice.
1: Shame that never caught on. Michael Cole looks at her confused and she says, you know, vagina. V- 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 my v- I've got a vagina, you know, Michael Cole.
0: Like the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, actually, if anyone actually has... Of a Vachina t-shirt because I've seen a picture of it but I've never seen it actually like physically real with someone no 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 keep it. it if you have a Vachina
1: t-shirt keep it to yourself and stop listening to this podcast that's <laughs> weird well, one other question as we head into this match What? No,
2: no one gives a damn about you or your match tonight dear, dear, these people have come here to see me the British Bulldog you know Davey you really do resemble a Bulldog but more like the ass end you know what these
1: people have come here to see me in action tonight not against that long-eared freak X-Pac, but against the World Wrestling Federation Champion, Triple H. And I want my title shot, and I want it tonight, and I'm gonna go see Vince Mann right now, and demand it!
0: Oh no! All of a sudden, a wild bulldog appears! Uh oh. Everyone won't see me! Where's my title shot? <laughs> oh God! Where's my title shot? Oh. Where's my title shot? Where is my title, shot? You know, like, when
1: you're at a friend's party or whatever and there's some kids around and, you know, mm. there's that one fucking annoying kid that's just running around desperate for attention all night and you're trying to have a good time and get on with it but he just keeps coming back up with, like, I don't know, his Nerf gun or something and constantly shooting. you like, Haha, play with me,
0: play with me. And you're like, no, no, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> that's the British Bulldog. Go away! Oh my god, is it is it is it is it just me or is it like kind of sad to see them like, yep, yeah, they're actually going with this, they're going with Davy Boy the Heel in fucking England. In England, yeah. Oh my god, like I'd rather he just got left at, like you know, back in America. Um, but sadly not because his title shot is not there so he assumes it is in this country instead Bulldog is just like, really rude Like he's like show up China where's my title shot <laughs> what a jerk seriously well that's a thread that is going to be running throughout the entire paper too. sadly Amania. Rebellion 99 Night of Bulldogs yeah aka playing 2K14 with Billy basically <laughs> a Night of Bulldogs alright coming up next Two Sexy Men in Action it is Valvenus taking on Mark Henry Sexual Marmite we get a very sexy promo from about the start about the sensual game of rugby. Hello, ladies. You know something, ladies.
2: Everybody knows that the Rugby World Cup is going on right now. That's a fact. Well, just to let you know a little something, the Big Valbowski and the game of rugby have a lot in common. (laughs) You know, the game is played with balls. And sometimes, just sometimes, it can get a little rough. That's that's true too. However, the object of the game
0: is to always
2: score.
0: Good point. He is not trying with this one. All right, Everything he said there about the sport of rugby could be said about any game. It is played with balls. I mean, come on. I've, yeah, I mean, but like... So is tennis, so yeah. is basketball. And he's like, oh, it gets a little rough. Like, I thought he was going to say, you know, I do it without a helmet or something. I was like, that, what does that mean? I was
1: worried he was going to make a joke about it getting muddy or something. I was like, really fucking apprehensive here. No, and it- finally, his last point, I think everyone saw it coming a mile away. He goes, and you know, you must always... SCORE!
0: Unlike, say, table tennis or golf. You know, it's
1: like, yeah, rugby's the only game where you have to really score, isn't it?
0: And just for the record, Val, this this strikes me again, as I mentioned before, you know, Raven with, you know, Doncaster lost the football today. Did, did the Birmingham NEC really seem like a fucking rugby crowd? Is this the place to bring up rugby? Seriously? an indoor Birmingham arena? <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> this match is kind of interesting because Mark Henry... Is forced to wrestle at a much faster pace. It's clearly like Valvinus in control. Yeah. And Mark Henry is off the ropes every five seconds. So he looks like he's like He's getting a workout. He's getting a workout, which he does not want to get no. like he's pretty gassed out, and then we get all these like really like this cacophony of horns. But as you know, Henry is like kind of all gas, <laughs> something like that. We get a noise of what sounds like a horn dying as you know, as Mark is laying there like I wrote it down as an elephant farted in the crowd. Just <laughs> I thought it was like someone sni- hitting a uh, a trombone with a sniper rifle it's like, <laughs> it falling down very tall stairs like you know
1: (laughs) JR also does a bad job of putting Henry over because you know he's a fat man so you've got to be careful how you word it like JR just goes wow look at the the
0: thickness of Mark Henry he is amazingly large yeah, he's, he's, he's like saying that he's presently surprised with a new bar that's come out on the market it's like, look how thick it look is look at the density on look this. at all that nougat like. <laughs> Mark Henry you know what he tries but he's clearly not comfortable with this this pace of match Val gets the win with the money shot mm. and again it's it's something that's kind of unheard of we are what? Three matches in now. No real... Uh, Barley, you know, obviously, the first match. But we've had no like outside interference. Guys, wrestlers running out. We've had Kimmy, yeah. obviously. But by and large, the matches now seem to be happening in the ring. And Pure guys, wrestling.
1: Guys are going over. This is amazing. This is absolutely
0: amazing. Moment of the pay-per-view backstage. we got Mickey C. Davey. 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 Davey, Dan, wait up. Dan! Dan! Dan, Dan! 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 No, he's not seeing me. No. Davey! Davey! <laughs> Davey! Is this wise, Davey? Davey, is this wise? Davey goes into Vince McMahon. Davey, do you want to do this? There
2: you are. Where's my title shot? Where's my you? title shot? People come in and to see me on the debut to wrestle Triple H. Where's my title shot? You had your title shot. Wait what do you call out a title shot? Well, look, what? The Rock was the referee. What do you, had your title. You put The Rock as the referee. Not me, David. Calm down. Look, no, cover. Just cover. Hey, hey. Hey. hey! No, I'm not gonna calm down. Shit! oh god, What happened? Stephanie. Oh. 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 Give Stephanie's me a knife. Give She's me a Stephanie's in. My God!
0: Get oh, get god. some help he, there. He I hit her with the trash can. I can't him.
2: believe that. My God. What has come over the bulldog here? You know the bulldog's obsession with the WWF title has made him literally a madman here, Jr. Good God Almighty! I mean, the, the, she was just standing there. What is up with Davy Boy?
0: Where's my title oh, shot? Fuck off! You had your title shot. Call that a title shot? I want another title shot. Title shot. Give me my title shot. Title shot by Bulldog. <laughs> 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 is a new fragrance by Davy Boy Smith. So, uh, Davy Boy, um, I don't know if you've piece together here, but, um, Jesus, he he wants a title shot. Oh, that's his motivation. In the worst way. He's jonesing for a title
1: shot. That's- See, I know he's not here, but I just get the feeling that some Russo-esque character is backstage going, I swear to God, you're going to sell the title shot. You, you want, really it, so want it so bad.
0: That's all he can talk about. Steph gets hit with a bin in the in the ruckus that, uh, yeah. that comes out. Uh, we had a report from one of the one of the, the podcast fans one of the gay community had actually been to the show live and they mm. said that apparently when this bit happened, everyone in the arena had a proper big laugh. Really? Steph being apparently knocked out oh. by the bin being thrown. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a serious band of brothers moment. It's like, Vince's like, Give me a damn medic! Get me a medic! Like mortars going up from the back. Everyone crying. Medic! Stephanie! How much morphine did you give her, Vince? <laughs> I gave her three. You should know better! <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, quite emotional. I'll tell you what, though.
1: I know... You might think this doesn't count because it's not in a match, but it's at this point we get our grunt of the night!
0: Right, oh so the grunt of night was not the, the reprise glad game?
1: No no no, I just thought we'd mention that, but the grunt of the night is Davey Boy throwing the bin because <laughs> we I'll say now we get this fucking the whole segment replayed about four times throughout That's the pay-per-view. And every time we see Davey Boy throwing the trash can
2: going, No, God, just come,
0: just <laughs> <laughs> Such emotion. from the Such ball, emotion. Though. He wants that title shot. Going to the announcers, Davey Boy is literally a madman. So we are <laughs> we're left now wondering what is going to happen to Stephanie McMahon, which has put a bit of a downer on the night's proceedings as they're like, well, we'll have more about Stephanie. Is she going to have to go to hospital? Find out after the next match. Yeah, they
1: take it very seriously.
0: It's quite disheartening news, as was quite disheartening when we heard that familiar guitar wail and we got Tori. Boo! Taking on Jackie, taking on Ivory, taking on Luna for Wait. the women's title yeah. in a four-way. Jackie, Willen, who is referred to as Shequilin. Shequilin. Shequilin, who is, I believe, her non-union Mexican counterpart. <laughs> Ivory's theme—I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Oh uh, no, we haven't talked about do- this before. The fucking casino level of something she's <laughs> yeah. coming out is so sassy. You know what I can say at this stage right now? Even though she's not had you know great matches or really given enough time, Ivory is. Fucking awesome. I
1: love Ivory. She's one of my favorite heel divas ever. She's brilliant. I
0: mean, I was always a big fan of her, you know, retrospectively, you know, the right to censor gimmick. I thought that was great because yeah. so few women want to be, like, seen as being, you know, no one wants to be, like, the lame or not. My cool. friend China. Yeah, this character, the, the one she had, like, way back here in 99, is fucking awesome. She's essentially, like, the Wicked Witch, witch of the West. Yeah, really? She's just insane and evil, but uh, she's got these mad eyes, like, and she just comes out, like, looking like she's at a loose end she actually is crazy.
1: psychotic isn't she
0: it's a breath of fresh air no I really like Ivory because like, when Tori comes out she's so fucking vacant like she's just, like doesn't yeah. like, look like you're happy to be there at least just, like, she's like she's meant to be like the fiery baby face she comes out yeah.
1: at least Sable got the crowd going somehow Tori's just shit at everything at least
0: Sable fucking waved yeah <laughs> I mean, she looked come- at the crowd all three of the faces beat up on Ivory at the start of this match uh, at one point Ivory colludes with Jackie getting her to do all this work and then yeah. you know hides on the outside like a dastardly heel JR keeps explaining the rules of this we have all four women in the in the ring at the same time the fact that you know not the champion does not have to be doesn't have to be pinned, yeah. like. But it's always annoying for me if you can't like explain the the, the rules of a match in, like before the bell rings and you're doing it the whole match. It's really distracting. Like. Yeah,
1: and it's not that hard. It's a fatal four-way. You know, whoever gets pinned loses. Whoever gets the pin is the champion. Yeah. That's it.
0: Uh, this match probably takes a a, a a a silver star from me in terms of fun women's match because it has this awesome uh, Chikara kind of spot. Yeah. All four women get caught up in a sleeper hold at the same time. Yeah. And then we get like a jawbreak like they all do, like the sit down jawbreaker. Amazing, it
1: explodes like, out like a pack of cards. It's yeah. Brilliant.
0: And then you have like Ivory get getting three kick outs as all three women try to uh yeah, to pin her.
1: All three women pin Ivory one after the other, and every time Ivory kicks out, she pushes the diva off of her and the other diva like lands, lands on, on Tim, Tim White, White like, It's brilliant. Like I when 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 I saw this match, I was like, well, as much as I love Ivory and Luna, this probably isn't going to be a great Divas match. I gotta say, this was fucking awesome fun. I it was really, the, really liked this. It
0: was one of the best women's matches we've had so far. Definitely. Kind of like not not to like praise the match solely because of like one or two spots, but because the match is so short and the divas are never given that much time. Like this spot actually went a long way. This whole you know the 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 four women and all the kickouts and all that. And you know Ivory gets a bell shot at the end. The match ends pretty quickly thereafter, and Ivory wins. So overall, yeah, it was a nice little
1: fun match. And in the WWF, you never see women do comedy wrestling. It's really it's like it is a breath of fresh air seeing them do a bit of slapstick at the end.
0: Uh, I have to say, look at this A 1999 women's match on a UK pay-per-view Which is usually like That spells disaster, the worst the worst, yeah. Like You're going to get like really like no effort Minimal crowd interaction But no, it was a good match It was really good, go out of your way to look at it Backstage, Steph is with the medics As Jim Ross apologises for being Detached in the previous match <laughs> Jeez, apologising for shit commentary Yes, and Steph is there with the medics, and they're all tending to her. I really wanted the bulldog to come up again. Where's my, my title shot? He throws over, you know, <laughs> the stretcher, like piled right there. Where's my title shot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> bulldog, with with all due respect, I think you owe Mr. McMahon and the entire McMahon family an apology. I don't owe Vince an apology at all. He owes me an apology. But tonight, I'm going to get my title shot at Rebellion.
0: And as as far as Stephanie goes, is concerned, that was a complete accident. The thing with the bulldog. <laughs> Refusing to apologise? he's yeah, a fucking callous man. Look it's, at what you've uh, done. I refer to this as Bulldog's fucking Brookside problem. <laughs> it's like, Bulldog, are you going to apologise? I'm not going to apologise. I, I never apologise. wasn't my fault i am not apologise. Where's my title shot? <laughs> he's basically a Pokemon. And his name is Where's My Title That's Shot. all he can say. And he comes out, Where's My Title Shot? And then you give him the fucking, you know, bitter, injured, not as good as he used to be stone. And he turns into fucking Davy Boy with four arms. Where's my title
1: Where's shot? my title
0: shot? <laughs> Alrighty, coming up next. It's the road dog, Jesse James. Taking on the man who actually put him on the shelf for a few weeks. YTJ Chris Jericho. Mm. We said this before, I believe. Um, Judgment Day 1998. Remember Kane Undertaker came out and we kind of gushed about how they were like... They were like the... If you were to associate one entrance that kind of defined them as kind of the like the definitive, yeah, entrance yeah, it's like yeah. this is them. Like with the volume turned up, the saturation, turned, yeah. it. it's just kind of like this is them in a nutshell. Uh, Road Dog coming out here because we passed the Road Dog an awful lot, like yeah. Uh, this was just kind of like you want to know why like people like the Road Dog. Him coming out here is it? This is it. Either crowd are in the palm of his hands. Uh, he comes out. He's full of fucking piss and vinegar. It's picture perfect his entrance here. You say
1: picture perfect. There is one small detail that put me off. He has this tiny little microphone instead of a regular. Oh microphone. shit. It looks yeah. like
0: something from Tim and Eric. He's got this <laughs> little puny PC microphone little in his hand. <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is the last appearance of Curtis Hughes on the podcast. Oh no. Did uh, leave the memories alone. Leave the memories alone. Poor L Al Curtis Hughes would be on his merry way after this, never to be seen again. Good. I think Curtis Hughes, after he left Jericho's employ, Jericho came the curb for being, you know, rubbish essentially. Mm. We had a funny segment where he and Harold Prinkle were playing cards with the Acolytes. Started the Acolytes kind of APA gimmick now. Oh, awesome. And during a poker game, he lost all of his money his sunglasses, his sparkly shirt, his gloves. <laughs> He's there, like, fucking no pants on, and he bets Howard Finkel. He loses Howard Finkel. Jesus. The Acolytes win Howard Finkel in a game of cards. Like, so oh. then later on the night, they, they go out for their match, and, like, Howard Finkel's just there. He's got like, the armbands. Oh, like no. He's their property. Like,
1: oh, poor thing. <laughs>
0: C3PO, like, in the return of time. <laughs> I offer you a gift. Howard Finkel He'll God serve you. damn it <laughs> The stay of Curtis Hughes though. He looks fucking atrocious. I've i, I I'm, I've been trying for like the last two episodes to figure out what it is about Curtis Hughes I find so fucking like stupid and shit. Why there's a certain kind of generic nature to him, mm. and then I figured out what it is. I feel like I should beat up fifteen of them on Streets of Rage. Oh my god,
1: you're so right. He's a proper henchman, isn't, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. Now you
0: beat up fifteen of Curtis Hughes with the silver vest, and then there'll be like a the tw- big one. With, with, yeah, we like the purple vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a whip this time. Yeah, and then he's got his voice is a deep for Octave <laughs> because he's bigger like oh. so rubbish and here's the thing right Road Dogg obviously wants to get his hands on YTJ Curtis use the gimmick is it's not manager he is his bodyguard yeah. that is specifically stated by the commentators he's his bodyguard Road dog attacks Jericho before the bell even sounds so everything is, is fair game Road attacks Jericho, and Curtis Hughes just goes, ah no, come on! Oh, it was like fuck his hands just going, ah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Life oh, goes on. Oh no, they shot the president! Ah, ah that's gonna ruin my day. Like you know, <laughs> big ass brawl here. There's a big fight field. The crowd are, are definitely into it. There, Road Dog. Actually, for once, has a nice little bit of a story going to this. The Road Dog wants revenge on the man who put yeah. him out. Jericho, obviously, his first match in WWF was against the Road Dog, and he uh, he put him through a table in the end, yeah, the double powerbomb. So there was a pretty cool, you know, little angle going on here. And it
1: shows through Road Dogs uh, in ring work as well, because he puts on a fucking show here. Yeah,
0: these guys. This is so fucking weird, isn't it? You know, Jericho's second match of the podcast. I was really worried because, coupled with Jericho and his book saying that he thought '99 was very rough for the first mm. half of the. Uh, Of his tenure there. And uh, obviously, you know, the match with Xbox was just really sadly, you know, watching it was underwhelming. I'm like, fuck it, if you can't have a good match with Xbox. He's sure not going to have a good match with the Road Dog. You think not. And here we go. We actually get a really fucking awesome competitive match. Really, A unmatched. long a long match. They have a lot of time in this one. Jericho's in control for most of it now. So he's not kind of going neck and neck with them like he mm. was with, with X-Pac. And uh, they tell a fucking great story. Great this one. story, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jericho looks so much better in this. Just in terms of the moves he gets to pull off. Because he's dominating, you get to pull off some stuff which he wouldn't have done before. Springboard drop kick, for example. Yeah, yeah,
1: he looks far more competent than he did in his last appearance on the yeah. podcast.
0: I mean there's a springboard drop kick, we get the uh, you know the cocky pin. This is the stuff which, you know, you weren't seeing You know, from other wrestlers, this is Jericho's like this is his character coming through. Yeah, you get to see why Jericho is actually unique, and some of his like his style comes through on this one. We got a fucking the big hot shot. There's two like hot shots in this where they're flipping against the ropes, and Jericho like lays out Road Dog, and then later on Road Dog lays out Jericho on the ropes, Mm. like really high elevation. Massive. Ytj beats up the Road Dog lots with cool moves he's basically like uh, like a new toy essentially Like <laughs> he's like Buzz Lightyear like all the cool look shit look at all this does. shit he can do yeah, yeah it's amazing of course it would not be a Y2J match without the requisite horrible close up shots of fucking Curtis Hughes oh that fucking face it's I- it, I- go away hey guys let's get on the magic school bus let's see what's inside Curtis Hughes nose Her <laughs> here
1: come the magic
0: <laughs> Jr. says he's talking again a lot about Bulldog the uh, the theme running throughout the night and he says Bulldog has vicious wild glazed over expressions glazed over mate he he simply does not have that face yeah that's an oxymoron as well surely yeah wide eyed couldn't you know but glazed over but like bulldog has got two faces he's got where's my title shot <laughs> and then he's got the other one which is I've had too much Toby Carvery there mate like No, where's my title shot <laughs> uh, and the, the, the second one that I've had too much Toby Carvery that is the one they used for his uh, you know the, the match promo screens. photo. <laughs> so you got four bulldog and confused bulldog <laughs> none of those are glazed over wild eyed or show any sort of emotion back to the match we get a super fucking duperplex off the tiffany top huge and the walls of Jericho which gets reversed and they'll get a German suplex to Road Dog Amazing. I never knew he had it in him. Yeah, seriously. line, salt, miss then we get shake rattle and roll but the final punch comes and it hits the referee instead that
1: was the fucking KO punch right there wasn't it Road
0: has got a serious working right hand when it comes to that final haymaker Goosh. he just smacks him with the I think he kind of does like the ice pick like he bonks him on the head Yeah. and you get the big clap noise looks amazing though Curtis Hughes interferes as the ref is out with a chair it's really annoying because as I said we were gushing over this a lot we mm. had a lot of fun with this one Curtis Hughes comes in hits Road with he kind yeah, of yeah. hits him on the ass the hip you know the, the weak spot Road Dog is lying down there And he's like Oh that is a bit sore And Jim Ross and commentary goes By God that chair shot He may have some paralysis Alright Paralysis And I'm like Okay paralysis from a chair shot this is obviously the end of the match no fucking get a kick out I mean this is serious WCW territory here. yeah really know. screwy done finishes. this shit. then we get a, ro- a low blow to Road Dogg from, from Jericho and then Jericho wins That's so it's it. like right why would he have him kick out of the chair shot which paralysed him only to have him go down to a low blow a low blow is much immediately weaker immediately thereafter surely. yeah, yeah. Great match, but that chair kick out at the end really soured it for me. There are a few too many rest spots as well, but again, amazing to see Jericho connecting with a crowd and clicking with a WWF wrestler. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, if you have a good match with Road Dog, obviously what happened with X Pac was a glitch. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The future's bright again.
1: Come on away from Bristol. I've got it at half seven this morning. To see the great one, the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment, The Rock. I want like the
2: big sure because he's with the Undertaker. My main concern is obviously one of public safety.
0: Uh, so far, the crowd's been very well natured. Hey, oh, baby. I came here to see the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment, The Rock. This happens at every UK pay-per-view, doesn't it? We have to have shots of the UK fans. The 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 damp humid, rained-on UK fans. They... It's always very grey and miserable. have oh, always it's... got raincoats on. What is it about people from the UK? They're always queuing up for things, aren't they? They're always <laughs> in the queue, yeah, you're right. Uh, my main concern is one of <laughs> safety. <laughs> Ernest Mostert uh, fucking safety
1: demonstration. Why would they include that clip? It's like all these fans, like, you know, yeah, I love The Rock and I like The Big Show because he is with The Undertaker. My main concern is with health and safety here today. Just
0: want to make sure the event goes smoothly as possible. The Teamstown pile driver is certainly a salacious manoeuvre but I would like to see the recipient wearing a hard helmet at all times (laughs) we interview some young lad of six ah here now come on lads you can't go put a six- year- old <laughs> on the microphone you know earlier with the, the the scantily clad hose and then they put a mic from this kid he's like <laughs> I mean, come on man like you like, this thing like should be in an ad for fucking ready break or something this poor yeah. young lad like he couldn't be older than one <laughs> <laughs> cut back to our next match the challenge has been accepted from earlier on and the house show vibe continues because you know someone in an opening match challenging someone for a to face them yeah. later on Double Duty it is China taking on Double J Jeff Jarrett it was during China's entrance you know China comes down to My Time mm. My Time's the theme we've chatted about a bit before you're not a fan not a fan not a fan now you know My Time has got you know the, uh, the synth in it you know the back you know there's obviously that
2: <laughs> the,
0: the, kind of, the robotic turkey element of it but you know there's <laughs> the long chords in the back of the ones that goes <clears throat> oh yeah yeah it's the thing from Catchphrase <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> Uh, it's amazing it's right it's my time <laughs> you know um, say what you see there it's my time someone asked on the forum the other day will you be doing more 90s tv show references does this answer your question <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a pretty decent match very similar to what they had at Unforgiven we get very like spots repeated yeah. which is kind of you know obviously people get paired up on the road they'll have the same kind of match over and over Then yeah. they build for the pay-per-view this is just kind of a reprise of that nothing wrong with it though horns sync up with the bumps
1: yeah the horns kind of really did start getting to me at this point. It becomes very distracting in this match.
0: I think a match which you're kind of, it's a little bit more phoned in, so the crowd aren't as into it, so you could tell. Yeah. The horn blowing is now to amuse themselves as opposed to kind of, yeah, this match is awesome. Yeah. Not to take away from this match, though, because they, they still put on a, a decent match. Like. I did like the horns syncing up with the bumps. though. I think this should be a match type in uh, the next WWE game. You know, you have to build up the cacophony of horns to a certain level. Like of a annoyance. rhythm game. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, you know, decent back and forth action, and then all of a sudden oh no a wild bulldog appears where's my title shot the British bulldog <laughs> oh my goodness he levels he levels China yeah he's a little rough with her but obviously, Bulldog had some run-ins with China. You know, China being with Triple H, Bulldog was very upset. Obviously, that Triple H did not give him the title shot the right after Unforgiven because they helped each other in the Six Pack Challenge. So he did a thing where he had China over his shoulders for the for the for the running power slam. He's like, "You've got five seconds to save a Game Boy. One, two, does the move. I like oh, For fuck's sake, Game Boy." The Bulldog falls off so far, so quickly in terms of like he's positioned as a main eventer and the guy who's like off to try and win the belt blah 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 and it's just like immediately like it falls off the deep end but you know what they fucking gave him so much to work with yeah he had his chance main event feud working with Triple H The Rock Austin he's, he's involved in the mix yeah. and he just like doesn't click maybe if they
1: gave him that title shot things would have been different
0: Double J gets the figure four on China after oh. the battle we get really like passionate commentary from, from Jim Ross essentially they seem to what they plan to do worked Bulldog has been booed by the uh, yeah. by his country Tell you what, though, I do feel
1: really sorry for China here. Like Jeff Jarrett comes out at the start of the night, does the whole degrading women bit, you know, mm. really pisses all over the uh, the female gender. And then you know, China, China comes out, she's doing a good match with him. Bulldog kills her. Jeff Jarrett puts a figure four on her. She gets sent home unhappy. Like it's just. Yeah, really defeated.
0: The one thing I will say though is about when you're judging like kind of a an angle that has like, you know, shades of misogyny or sexism to it is only judge that one you know, by the end of the angle if you know I what guess I mean. yeah. Cuz it's like kind of if you've got bits where like, you know, the 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 woman is on the losing end or something like that and you've got the misogynistic character, wait till the end He'll get his, I mean, come up and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If this is kind of like, you know, Jeff did it to China and then that was it like, that was but the end. you know, the story's not yet over so to speak. But when you take like a long running storyline and there's a misogynistic character and you just take like one bit from the start mm. it's kind of like if you don't see that guy getting his comeuppance or you know the, the you know, finding out that what he did was wrong essentially Yeah. but we rarely get that though That's case true. in point Deborah and Jeff Jarrett she gets a bit of revenge but nothing real like. Jeff
1: Jarrett seriously got it coming to him now
0: we get a recap of a signing at a fucking is it like Tower Records or our yes. price or whatever Virgin Megastores Virgin Megastores Mega there's a big show there looking all sleepy it's so funny the juxtaposition you got The Rock on, the rock is electrifying here with the fans in virgin mega stores I was like wow that guy is a fucking pro looks like a million dollars has the suit glasses looks fucking like the rock and this is the big show hair all fucking going over it's the big show. It
1: just nice <gasps> to connect with the fans on a personal level and Beat the phones and really give back to them what they All want right, 12 sausage rolls before <laughs> I start of this it's so
0: phoned in he looks so sleepy and he looks very sleepy coming up next big shiny Paul White taking on uh oh oh no the uh, hot streak of like good or acceptable matches is about to come to a grinding halt never we really talked about this before Big Show and Kane the never ending struggle as
1: much as I mean if you listen this far into the podcast you'll know that I'm a big mark for Kane but the second I saw Kane
0: coming out I was like oh dear oh, oh dear no. oh dear oh dear it's really horrible it's like seeing yeah. an actor you love in a really shit movie yeah it, it seriously <laughs> is that's exactly what it feels like oh my god these two are destined to fight each other over and over again is it? fucking Highlander or some shit this no Robbie, Robert Downey Jr do not act in due date that film is not good enough <laughs> for you we got a, a bit of an issue here. You may have noticed it uh, with some of the storylines coming into our next pay-per-view. Now that Russo was gone, obviously we're left high and dry. The show's been written week to week. We know broad strokes about where Russo wanted to go a lot of storylines, but in terms of how to get there in between, there's some big question marks. So now you get things like this happening. Kane and Xbox back together after the emotional kind yeah. of see you. They're back together. Obviously, Stephanie as well now. The head trauma, that's going to lead to a really awful amnesia storyline. Oh, ah, jeez. More on that shortly. I suppose this is why this pay-per-view for us is like so easy to digest in terms of like, hey, guys, just going over simple matches, simple stories. Yeah. It's because we don't know what's happening. That's true, I suppose, yeah. We've got no as to what's going on in the big picture. And, I mean, I think Foley, uh, Foley in his book, Foley is Good, kind of pointed out this period, the level of uncertainty at the time. Because it wasn't like, all right, Russo's gone, we'll just get Blatter to write. It's like, no, that man and his partner are the writers. They're a big deal. So you kind of got now like 10 people pitching in ideas and no one's really the writer and you kind yeah. of like a community effort to put the shows together now. So they're in a scary place. Big show also all alone. No more Undertaker. A lot of talk about Undertaker from the uh, commentators in this yeah. one. Yeah, Angel Fireboards at the time wondering if he was going to go to WCW. He was just injured and was going through a very rough divorce. Like so, We won't see him for a very long time now, will we? But yeah, I think it's worth mentioning as well at the time. You could tell with the Unholy Alliance taker's heart was just not in it like yeah and you know obviously the story that he was you know dealing with I believe it was a groin injury and allegedly a very sloppy divorce you know very like really like horrible personal problems Towards the end, you could tell with the Phenom stuff, his...
1: Yeah, I know me and Billy were always very harsh on the Undertaker's performance, like, in the last six months or so of WWF. But, I mean, saying that, yeah, he clearly needs some time off now. He well, needs to compare take a break.
0: Taker from King of the Ring 98 to King of the Ring 99. And in 98, Taker's got a broken foot, but he just seems to have so much more... Mystique oomph.
1: and... Mystique. He yeah. just, like,
0: seems to... Not say that he almost didn't care about what he was doing, but he just certainly seems to be a little bit more involved and engaged yeah. by what he was given at the time. So, this match is essentially a carbon copy of all the big show, came matches yeah. corner heavy fucking car type versus bin type Pokemon battle <laughs> we do get a 500 pound drop kick from Big Show and an en- sloppy ass drop kick. At an Enzigiri from Kane
1: yeah oh no whenever Kane does an Enzigiri it always looks amazing
0: yeah now what's really fucking ridiculous about this one is that these are apparently two of your biggest stars I mean Kane's obviously you know a big deal at Big Show on his million dollar contract crowd dies yeah they're not even playing with air horns anymore they don't even play no, with air horns that says it all
1: that you can literally hear it's just the murmur of chatting while they're all talking to each other during this match
0: it's fucking insane Big Show like in this, in a classic kind of same old shit moment tries to do a reverse DDT but just fucks it up immediately like <laughs> poor guy Big Show he goes to pin Kane and like he just lets him up and he goes PAIN what? PAIN pride I hope you like PAIN <laughs> so we get a terrifically a tremendously scary running DDT from Kane next. oh yeah that's really sloppy like no Bad, bad effort guys bad touch <laughs> stranger danger
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck me man yeah and then when Kane's laid out Big Show puts him in the Boston Crab which... oh shit you forgot uh, I forgot about that I have dubbed the, the Boston Lobster because it looks fucking hideous
0: I uh, dubbed it the Boston Crab Cake <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with that fucking thing that's not your move Big Show piss off come on now you you said you were a size 5 like you know, I mean, this is a blatant <laughs> lie from this one here yeah at this point we're, we're reminded as we had been at the start of the match that this is actually no disqualification match oh of course they were too busy wailing that the fact that it was Kane versus Big Show to notice that Big Show comes in with a chair Kane kicks it right in his face gets a Andre the Giant Wrestlemania 3 style body slam and Kane wins yeah with the slam, <laughs> that's his finisher now, is it? Just the the regular scoop slam, and um, well, it is a slam to a giant, which, as we know from WrestleMania three, is akin to like you know. <laughs> this is not WrestleMania three, Kevin. It is a headshot essentially, yeah. like you know. I'm okay with it because it's no, if you see people scoop slamming
1: Big Show all the time. That's true, yeah. And I was okay with it because it meant the match was over.
0: <laughs> Backstage, Mickey C is with Triple H. He calls England a crap hole. Ooh. Fucking weak promo. And while we're at it, what's up with everyone's damn teeth in this country? <laughs> oh, man, he proper has a go at the, British, uh, at the British public. I don't care. Yeah, bet you don't like him, huh? You can tell he doesn't believe it. Coming over to your country having a go yeah I was going to try and make a comeback there about how oh yeah you'll get your comeuppance when we do one of those Irish pay-per-views but <laughs> no, that ain't going to happen <laughs> no no Mayhem and Mullingari <laughs> has not been booked yet alrighty coming up next the man who's looking for a total shot uh, the British Bulldog taking on that next to the P to the A to the C X-Pac Xbox at this point uh, back on Raw in the States had a lucrative uh, sponsorship deal he was coming out every week with his entrance with this fucking giant can I mean it's serious like a massive can of this fucking lime green coloured energy drink Right. so Xbox coming out like Xbox putting one about a, put a bad that bottom line he's like, he's like it's good like, you know? and he's just, he's just <laughs> sipping it like because he's coming out to the ring then he's like, kind of waving his arms in the air like he just doesn't care but then he's still, like, he'll do like the three X's and then like another little sip like a little <laughs> bit of a And then look straight into the camera. Ah. It's a nice kind of sprunt there. It's fucking lame, man. You yeah, know? you don't
1: want to see someone like Xbox
0: sell out like that. I don't that. see Xbox fucking drinking glow in the dark piss. Like. I want to see Steve Austin do that. Yeah. Let me
2: tell you something about this energy drink right here. This will keep you up for 12 hours. This
0: will put some lead in your pencil.
2: God damn.
0: <laughs> hey, Adam, I heard of a website where the women hunt you <laughs> CougarLaugh.com. All Alrighty, Bulldog coming out here. Bulldog has not... He's not worn the really depressing kind of like scene from beyond the match, uh, you know, Wembley Stadium tights this time. Oh, that was depressing. Yeah, Randy the Ram. Instead, we get Bulldog now in the
1: new ring attire, which is jeans. Now... If he couldn't put on a good match at Unforgiven wearing his proper ring gear, I really doubt this giant man wearing a tight pair of jeans is going to be able to move around that much.
0: (laughs) It's so weird, isn't it? Jeans!
1: It's so fucking ridiculous.
0: This isn't like a fucking backstage brawl. You're wrestling. You had time to get changed. Again, this is kind of like... This is a ring attire. And also, I like the music as well. It comes out it's like... (gasps) And it's this really fucking distorted, punkish, like, British Bulldog remix theme. Yeah. I kind of like... I like the idea of, you know, late 90s football hooligan He's back and he's different. Yeah, he's yeah. got his fucking shitty jeans, he's got his fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you count like a Seamus turned heel and hear like, you know, the sound of a horse running through a council estate <laughs> at the start of his entrance music, but it just doesn't match up because you got like this kind of tough guy, fucking don't fuck with me persona. And then he's just like, when he's actually speaking, he's like, Where is my total shot? Yeah. Doesn't add up, sadly. Also, because all the. he's fucking saturates himself in oil, like. Yeah, covered in oil. And he's fucking coming out of his jeans. And it all. You know, he's an he's upside-down triangular shape, yeah. like, so it all flows down to that one gathering point. He looks like he's pissed himself. He does, and
1: he's stood in the middle of the ring at the start of the match, like, waiting to start, and all the crowd are doing... You know, because it's the Bulldog. They don't give a shit about him. They're doing the typical... Mm-hmm. 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 And he's twitching his pecs in time with the air horns. Pulling up his britches. Yeah. It, no! Don't freaking twitch in time with the air horn. Do you You're, look like a freak. You know, it's
0: funny as well. The jeans he wore in this match are actually a separate pair of jeans to the jeans he actually wore when he walked around backstage, so... This well sorry, this is his ring gear jeans yeah so he's not wearing his shoot jeans like. for fuck's sake you know we got Bulldog dominating in this one and we do get to see some of Bulldog's old signature spots I did pop for a little bit for seeing the uh, stall suplex which is obviously you know yeah of... no he can still do that relatively well yeah and it's kind of again it's I think they're trying hard to make this ang- put this angle over but knowing that Bulldog's run goes really badly and this is his last run WWF and his last run in any major promotion there's something particularly sad about Bulldog here in you know Birmingham being booed not in 100% not being physically that well You know, looking you know below his usual standard, and you got Jim Ross kind of going. Oh, remember SummerSlam, Wembley Stadium, he won the belt in front of all those fans. Like, ah, no. And this bulldog sucks. Chance going as he's recapping his glory days. The only people who are going to tell me when I'm done doing what I do. Is you people right here tonight. I'm a broken down piece of meat. And where's my title <laughs> shot? Bulldog wins with the Power Slam magazine. But um, you know, it was it was a it was a pretty nothing match. And again, yeah. uh, we've we've hit a bit of a brick wall in terms of the flow of this pay-per-view. Two shitty matches in a back row. Back to back. Bulldog Lee's boo, where's my title shot? Backstage, crash and hardcore Holly. Yes. The Holly cousins having a bit of an argument about metric measurement on their scales.
2: What are you doing? Myself, thirty-five stone, right in the button.
1: Stones? weigh in pounds. No, 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 no. Pounds is money. Over here, it's it's, it's stones. I weigh myself. No, we we weigh in pounds. It's stones over here. It's the UK.
2: Okay, so let me get this straight. Stones
1: is pounds, and pounds is money. Is that what you're trying to say? I know. Look, it doesn't matter. Just get your scale. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I I actually very, very specifically remember, this is one of those segments that stuck with me all my life since childhood, because I remember as a kid, they're talking about like, you know 300 pounds, like, but pounds is money over here, like, (laughs) I always remember that sticking with me as a kid, like, you bloody idiots, pounds (laughs) is money, but it's also a
0: weight, you know, it can be both Me and you were discussing this last night, actually, because it's a nice chance to actually discuss a really important part of the Holly Cousin gimmick, which was the comedy, like, obviously we got to see the, you know, the in-ring style, and, you know, Crash being the small fall guy, and then fighting like But there's a lot of humor with them backstage, with kind of Crash being the small man syndrome, and you know, obviously the big shot, obviously running them down all the time. Figured it out why this is funny. Crash Holly is like straight up he's he's being a goof he's being kind of silly he's being crazy you're laughing with Crash but laughing at Bob I know because Bob comes out and he does have this he, he takes himself so seriously yeah. and it's like he almost feels like no I'm not in a stupid comedy segment I'm, I'm right because that is not pounds that is you know currency and it doesn't feel like he's playing the straight man so much as this is Bob Holly he's taking it seriously yeah right? it's and really
1: funny that makes it all the funnier yeah Definitely. it actually
0: really works in the favour so next match tag team triple threat Edge and Christian who are taking on the Acolytes who are taking on Hardcore Holly this match is tailored as being for the number one contendership but as we know Edge and Christian are already technically the number one contenders Jim Ross immediately covers going uh, it shows how good sportsmen uh, Edge and Christian are by putting their title shot on the line like shit save there JR mate like I mean British Bulldog will tell you title shots are not easy to come by <laughs> in, in like Backlights are there coming out. We get this jerk who's in the main rampway. He's like throwing confetti at everyone. So, that was someone in the crowd, was it? I yeah. wonder where that come from. So, you got Bradshaw coming out and just kind of getting like a light dusting of confetti on his breasts. Like, uh, it's quite a massive, it's an impressive amount of confetti. I was half expecting like there to be a guy with a camera there taking like wedding photography or something. It was a lot of confetti. It's a awesome time for the acolytes now because, by their admission at least, the acolytes claimed that Vince Russo was not a fan of theirs. Despite the fact that I feel that from what we've seen up until this point, acolytes are always booked very strong, well yeah even though individually they're not given much character but as a team they're always put over they were beating fucking big names they never lost clean under like under exceptional circumstances but they felt that Russo didn't like them and wasn't exactly giving them much of a push for them now Russo is leaving yeah. we're going to start seeing things like the Acolytes in the backstage segments Aco- as soon as whoever decided to give the Acolytes a pair of cards and a pack of cigars Stroke of genius. And it was probably the guys themselves because now we're getting some personality from these guys yeah. and I cannot fucking wait. Crash and Bob come out and they're referred to as weighing over 800 pounds <laughs> I love that That's gimmick fucking awesome and Crash is like you're damn right and Bob, Bob is like you're damn right like, absolutely brilliant lots of tags in this one so mm. we actually get to see like our six pack challenge so many mix ups and combinations that you know you get a, a lot of unique action very quickly we get a lot of arguing from the Hollies which again is another part of the, the gimmick that I love a nice sighting of Bob Hollies near perfect two foot drop kick in this one. Oh yeah Crash and Christian also spent a little bit of time having a very fast exchange which is nice to see these two. Crash uh, you know a very capable wrestler maybe not necessarily given the credit he deserves in that end. Dominator gets reversed into a botched backdrop at one point. A very scary one from, yeah. from Bob Holly there. And then a super backdrop to Crash Holly from Brad good god almighty. Power bomb into the clothesline from hell. Who in the name of sweet fuck did Crash Holly piss off to get this finish? They killed him. Crash taking the lumps in this one, but yeah, the Hollies get eliminated by the Acolytes, and immediately thereafter, Edge gets the spear. Get an update from Steph, she is okay, but is being held for observation back in the hospital. Oh, um, this I'm, is upsetting. I'm trying to enjoy this fun tag team match. Can you guys not keep giving me medical updates? Young lady like... with brain trauma. Uh, no, you cannot enjoy the match. Get the follow away slam out of the poetry emotion attempt. Fucking amazing action in this one. And then we get some more insight from the wordsmith himself, Mr. Michael Hayes. Mm. Watch out for the finishers, guys. Close from hell from Bradshaw. Dominator from Farouk. Oh. Also as well double powerbomb they do that together sometimes so uh, you know
1: I gotta tell you looking at the stats here on the character selection screen Bradshaw is rated 86 but Edge is rated 84 that's gotta be a distinct advantage to Bradshaw
0: you know in this kind of match the more dominant competitor can take his time and you maintain control <laughs> but it gives the other competitor time to catch his breath so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell hot tag to Edge gets a clothesline from hell almost immediately thereafter though yeah because so. Bradshaw gets a hot tag at the same time
1: so uh, we've got a double Nando's sauce going on right here both very hot at two for one you would yeah say. seriously tornado DDT
0: from Eds and Edge and Christian get the win maintained their number one contenders ship fucking salacious match enjoyed it really great I stuff. will keep using that word <laughs> <laughs> so we get an update on Stephanie Stephanie is now being held in the hospital for observations
1: but you know, I'm trying to enjoy this. We're having a nice, fun time watching these fast-paced matches. Can you stop giving me medical updates, please? Well,
0: obviously, you know Stephanie and Test have uh, had you know their relationship it has been going on for some time now, and we had a very emotional moment after SummerSlam. You know, obviously the Love Her, Her, Leave Her match. Yeah. We had the thing where it was like they were in the ring, they were happy, they thought it was all over, and then Shane comes out with a fucking just this look on his face, like you motherfucker, you'll never. And he comes out and he's like, looks like he's about to cause ruckus. And Steph was like, look, you have to stop this. I love him. You're my brother brother and then Steph is like yeah. and Shane is like alright we're cool and St- Shane like in the like, most face moment ever is like you know I won't interfere in your business anymore oh, okay. and like wow and then they're engaged to be married now and all this stuff happily so, ever after yeah it's really awesome because you got like this kind of now the corporate ministry is gone and Vince is back in kind of a face Shane has calmed down nothing's in that way the studios are employed again Linda's around it's like wow It's like, it's peacetime in WWF for a certain extent. Bar Triple H causing ruckus. So we get this, obviously the whole thing, Stephanie now has been held for observation. And how this pertains is that basically, Russo's gone. What's going to happen? And this was a time-grabbing storyline idea. Apparently, the idea here was to give Stephanie amnesia. (sighs) Ah. So we have a period on Raw where Test is like. Sorry, this follows through. To oh, this follows it? through. Okay. This follows through. And Tess is all like annoyed backstage and they're kind of like, Tess, you know, we know you've just been to see Stephanie. How's it going? She doesn't even recognize me, man. And I was like, oh. oh my God. Like, oh my God bulldog you stole my fiance's brain how dare you oh jeez. but yeah i mean again it's just solely because it's like fucking you know keep the ball up in the air while we're trying to figure out, time to figure out yeah. and yeah they just they reverse it like you know very soon thereafter steph is like ah silly i remember everything like oh, so okay you Not know so bad. it's just funny to see that rarely do wwf ever kind of react to a, you know if something big happens backstage, like say when Austin left or Punk leaves or something like that, a big fucking, oh shit, someone important is gone. Yeah. They no sell it always. Oh, no biggie. We'll just carry on it's as like, usual. The show will be on. You nothing, you'll you never notice that like, yeah. you know, imagine if like say Kevin Dunn left tomorrow or something like or when Shane left for, for example, or something yeah. like that. They no sell it. But this was one of the few moments where it was kind of like a chink in the armor, kind of going, yeah. really? Amnesia? Yeah. Well, Days of our fucking lives much? That's how low we're going to stoop now, is it? Oh my god Steph has got amnesia
1: Once again That person on the forum That asked if we're making More 90s UK TV
0: references You're damn <laughs> right Alrighty We get our graphic For Triple H And The Rock Our main event WF Championship On the line They are in a cage And to signify this fact We get the graphic The match of the two of them there And this is kind of like Krypton factor Grid in front a of mesh. them A mesh I got into
2: the ring of the best professional athletes in this game today. And when it was said and done, I proved to the world that they weren't even in my league. But the best thing of the night, Steve Austin had to get down on his hands and knees and count one, two, three over none other than the people's champ. You are. And I made a deal last night. If either one of us became the World Wrestling Federation champion, the other one would get the very first title shot on Raw. The fact of the matter is, I lied to your ass!
0: That promo music in this thing. I'm not playing the whole thing, folks. I'm sorry. It's... You don't deserve it, honestly. Thank us later. It is like two segments from Raw set and like they just did like it was like in Carter or something. Cause it's just like this. <laughs> this like loading music and then like a still image of the bulldog and then it like slowly fades away and a still image of Kane it's like WWF is a sports entertainment brand from from America like click to see Kane like you know (laughs) we get of course as well weaved into this thing even though no one gives a fucking care in the world at this stage where's my title shot well he got his title shot and the whole thing it was after the six pack challenge Austin obviously was like Well where is my title shot Because I brought back Vince To get my number one contendership He's meant to have a match But The Rock is given a title shot First of all And Vince is like No 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 You know I'm not being a heel The Rock's getting a shot You'll get yours at no mercy But Bulldog thinks That he should get a title shot Because he helped Helmsley So it's Where's my title shot Of Mania (sighs) Bulldog gets his title shot In one of the funniest fucking segments ever from the first episodes of Smackdown it is Triple H versus the British Bulldog which on paper sounds like the most horrible thing you would ever witness The Rock is a special guest referee one two it doesn't matter if The Rock (laughs) gets to three Triple H hits the pedigree and The Rock claps and gives him the thumbs up (laughs) and does the kind of you did the pedigree motion like amazing. And of course at the end of that one we get The the Rock giving the people's elbow where his uh, feet slid. Oh the perfect elbow yeah. Amazing. Dress shoes should not be worn in the wrestling ring for that very reason. He could have slipped and hurt himself. Could have. These guys are more than capable of putting on a, a main event caliber match. Definitely. We get another fucking lengthy bulldog recap as well before this match. Oh, go away with your bulldog shit. But you know what? It's I like this because we this just before the main event. We're kind of, holy shit, we've got over 30 minutes left and it's the main event. It's a cage match. Triple H and The Rock. This is going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be a war. We get the introduction from Sir Anthony Kimmel. There are no rules. To win the match, you have to escape the <laughs> Come on, man. All right, this match is starting. And you know what? It really hit me quite strongly. People rag on this pay-per-view saying, oh, man, this is such a mid-card pay-per-view. They don't have the, the A team. This is like a B show. Mm. And you know what? No Vince Russo. No Undertaker, no Mankind, no Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is a fucking preview, if nothing, of WWF in the year 2000. Definitely. Now, looking back at the time, if you're kind of saying, "All right, WWF 99, you give me no Foley, no Taker, Russo's not writing, no Austin? What kind of fucking show is this? And I am sure that at the time this being put out, people were probably been very down on it, where right? this is not, obviously, the high-level show. Losing their confidence. But you know what? It goes to show you, though. All, any worry they had about, two, about these guys leaving was completely like unjustified because 2000 is actually one of the best years definitely once you get over that these guys are gone you'll see it we're coming up to it soon folks this is a fucking awesome period in wrestling
1: well I'll be honest this is only a UK pay per view sure but I don't think you actually really notice the lack of Austin or the lack you of Undertaker no it doesn't feel like there's anything missing here
0: because like this time they're not like kind of Austin is here but he's not wrestling yeah. you know it's like he's just not here yeah that's it okay and fine you know do I make a big deal out of it and The Rock that feud is basically the backbone of the year 2000 in WWF mm. and you know what they do a fucking awesome job and this match is a fucking war this is great because you just know that they've got time they're having some fun you know there's not it's not like a raw where it's like boom 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 yeah rock stands on top of the cage just delivers just, you, just, you know it's he cuts a promo just you know willy-nilly
1: improv 101
0: with the it's rock he's, fucking he's like he's sat awesome. on the cage
1: like how are you folks doing tonight yeah
0: you having a good time You've seen some pretty good acts so far, haven't you, yeah. really a series Willy Wonka rolled out promo. Yeah.
2: Well, obviously, Triple
0: H, you've been spending a little bit too much
2: time in, in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Somewhere out there in La La Land, you've been playing with the little purple Oompa Loompas all day. You've been eating your Wonka bars, you've been getting the Everlasting Gobstopper. So The Rock says this, if you want to spend all your life in La La Land and Wonka's Chocolate Factory, then The Rock says he wants to do just a little something special with a little Oompa Loompa. Three guesses. amazing it's a, it's a, The Rock is missing the Triple H's head. The Rock says he's going to take that little Oompa Loompa, shine it up real nice, and then in front of the million... Hub Rocks UK fans, he's gonna turn that some bit sideways and stick it straight up. You can't hear! On any continent, it translates! Uh, it's
0: fun. This was it's really fun. Really good fun. Quickly, the guy in the crowd has got the Triple H sign like, What does your sign say? It doesn't matter! <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Triple H comes out and uh, he does the standardized heel thing in this thing. Uh, I've always, there's a little pet peeve of mine. Heel comes out in a cage match, gives it a shake that is a cage yep. just, just check it just check in yeah gives it a good it's a fucking it's a rickety looking monstrosity this cage isn't it yeah this is clearly an old cage the old steel bars like yeah, the no cage. no chicken wire in this one alrighty standard bout to start things off nice to have a made event with no crowd brawling it seems because they're yeah. in the confines of the cage and the line, which is uh, repeated several times from the commentators, you have to make the cage a tag team partner in this kind of match, Adam. Yeah, you do. Tag team partner. And then literally five <laughs> seconds later, Jim Ross goes, you know, Michael, you got to make the cage a tag team. And I know. I said that already. So awkward. I love it with Michael Hayes as well. The crowd is like electric for
1: this match. They're loving it. And they, they can't believe the, the show that's being put on here. And Michael Hayes just goes, listen to this crowd.
0: Listen to me! (laughs) What? (laughs) Listen to my voice! it's fucking awesome here we got Rock Jerk Helmsley off the top of the cage and then some sweet escape attempts including both guys landing on a double groin spot on the uh, ropes at one point point. Yeah. and then what well, was one of my favourite moves ever it was like something from a, re- a video game the mega rock bottom Triple H dives off the top and Rock catches whoa. him whoa the size
1: of it whammy <laughs> who's your
0: daddy Triple H we got some serious air on that rock bottom unbelievable more great exchanges between the two guys fucking amazing stuff they hold nothing back in this at all mm. how you Show be damned they put on a main event match in this one Pedigree from Triple H then he heads to escape via the door and as he's like being dragged back inside he uh, gets his leg of course if you go to escape through a door in the wrestling match you lose the use of your knees straight away Obviously. and can only crawl, you have like. to crawl. it's uh, the wrestler who spends time training his fingertips really gets the edge of these <laughs> ones the Rock escapes the cage, but Earl Hebner has actually been knocked out, it's yeah. one of the first times ever, I think we've got a lad walking around inside a cage brawling. Free, oh, really not seeing it. I spoke too soon. But yeah, the clearly. crowd brawl is imminent. Yeah, the crowd explode though, and they think The Rock has won the belt, and uh, both men go at it hell for leather through the crowd Jim Ross refers to this as being a hellacious slobber knocker hellacious salacious fucking I I don't think we've actually heard him use the word slobber before this moment oh shit yeah that's the first time on the podcast is a nice word very nice word Rock voices his disdain for what's going on over the microphone it's so funny he goes I got one thing for you Triple H picks up a chair clatters the fuck out of him Triple H blades and he's gushing blood and the rock goes that's not blood it's monkey piss <laughs> brilliant he's having the time of his life here isn't he and I'm not sure if it's post-Russo fucking withdrawal syndromes or whatever it was but at this point my smile had to be surgically fucking removed yeah seriously. I was marking out So much fun! This. rock attempts an elbow through the table it was a serious wait a minute moment though <laughs> yeah they didn't get that one from the gimmick nah. street no sir real table and then oh no a wild bulldog appears <laughs> I knew it was too good to be true Bulldog comes out To cause ruckus And then fucking hell Serious pop Shane O'Mac comes out Yeah As much as I love Shane So far in the podcast There's something about Fired up face Shane McMahon Which is awesome Because yeah. his scrappy do Style of wrestling And all that Really suits him Being a plucky underdog He's
1: a proper everyman To get behind isn't he He's Shane so McMahon. easy
0: And immediately you forget About him being evil You're just like Yeah fuck him He hurt your sister Get him Shane and it's, uh, it's horrible because Davey gets the upper hand and power slams him oh. and like Jim Ross is like what the hell is wrong with the bulldog <laughs> and I'm fucking thinking yeah what the fuck is wrong with the bulldog because this is a shit hot angle now yeah. and you've got the Crowder going ape shit, and he's like involved with every fucking main event player and still nothing comes of this can't do it I, I'm absolutely baffled how this man couldn't like just fucking I'm not sure what it is the Stooges come out it's fucking awesome I tell you what yeah when the Stooges come out
1: it really Really, suddenly hit me. Just the people of Birmingham got their fucking money's worth out yeah. of this show, didn't they? It's a fucking star-studded cast right here, and you
0: got you've got China coming out as well. And you're kind of thinking, oh, is this not your standard overbooked, uh, you know, mess which you'd hate? But. To our point, we've had a 20 25 minute awesome bell to bell kick ass brawl already. Yeah. Now this stuff is happening. The fun stuff can that's happen. That's fine. You know, I've actually got my money's worth main event wise so far. China kills Rock with the door to the cage. Ooh. Fucking crazy stuff. It's just there's a war going on here. Triple H just, just escapes and he's covered in blood and he can only be held up by China. Yeah. I looked early on in the night, and he's like, I don't give a damn about China, but it's China that saves Triple H. He needs us still. Teeth here. And we're getting this now this awesome personification, Triple H is the kind of, the heel who champion who just keeps getting away. It's quite like, a Ric Flair in the 80s, so to speak. Dastardly. You know he's got the ability, but he always just scrapes through, on fucking, you know, someone else helping him. By the him. skin of his teeth. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it really makes you want to see him get beat, which is what you need in a heel. The Main event is done and dusted. Triple H slithers away. The Bulldog is left in the ring with the Rock, toe, And then we get Vinnie Mac coming out to a fucking massive ovation. Yeah. Vinnie Mac's got the chain, goes up, locks the door. And then... Uh, ah, to the key. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, we all heard that and understood it. Vinnie Mac has got some... Uh, put a little salt and pepper on that language. Potty mouth, Vince. Unbelievable. Fuck you. Fuck you. You see these hands? You see these hands. Oh, these extreme concepts. It's
1: <laughs> fucking awesome. As if this uh, this main event wasn't fun enough as it was. You hear Vince McMahon say "fuck you" to the British Bulldog. You know what this
0: just reminds me of? It's like uh, you know the Gong Show back in the day in America. Like there was like some like a really infamous episode where it just like went so fucking crazy. and Just banging the Gong over and over, and like one of the hosts took her top off. Like Jesus, because it just like it just got out of hand. And this is just like. Vince is like fuck, fuck you. you like you can imagine <laughs> Vince like watching this fucking all this crazy action go go ape shit and yeah. he's there in fucking gorilla position waving back and forth and Me r- too runs me out, too ah! <laughs> amazing end Seriously. to a great fucking show and here we go thinking that this this grim series of UK shows we've been we've been reviewing and I came away from this I really liked Rebellion 1999
1: I was grinning from ear to ear by the end of this show this was I, I'm you know going out on a, a bit of a limb here saying this but this was not just by far the best UK show, but this is actually one of my favourite pay-per-views I've watched on the podcast so far.
0: I think it's because it's so like it's so simple. It's pure. Yeah, it's there's, very pure. there's very little story. It was just a chance to actually sit back and appreciate these characters that are around without having to explain their context a whole lot. Yeah. Obviously, it happened very quickly after a previous pay-per-view we did, so that obviously factors into it that we haven't got much story to catch up on. So, you know, that's obviously, you know... That's 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 unfair in some way regards to supposed that's true, yeah. overly and I mean I, I swear I'm not just being contrarian kind of going oh everyone thinks we're gonna like oh hate on the British pay view so we will say we like it you've got the network now guys you know you can find this show it's actually really good the crowd are into the matches bar the fucking you know big show fiasco and you know Bulldog is obviously a bit ridiculous but by the end of the night that angle is shit hot and the crowd they really amp it up a notch yeah
1: serious surprise this pay per view I can't believe it brilliant stuff yeah definitely what a surprise what a turn up for
0: the books what a great tremendous surprise (laughs) man fucking hell so there you go Rebellion 99 is in the books I do have one criticism of it though and
1: that's the uh, um, my favourite thing about Capital Carnage was it was fun because of the ridiculous segments with Vinnie Jones. And yeah, that. this and is you so. Don't, you understand. don't get the silliness
0: here, do you? Yeah, you don't get Tiger Alley C coming out, Yeah, going. there's another really like just ham-fisted stuff. But I'd still rather take this any day of the week. This was a brilliant show. This show, for my money at least, was, for me, it was a a very effective preview of the style that they're going towards in 2000s. The the no Russo, no Austin, no Mankind, no Taker. The younger guys on top, maybe. Some new stars being developed. And for that reason definitely got to say check out Rebellion yeah I know everyone thinks
1: we're going to hate on the UK shows, but we liked it after all it's so. a swerve
0: it was the swerve Vince Russo lives on in spirit alone <laughs> and that's going to do it for this episode of the Attitude Era podcast thank you very much for listening into this special Bobo episode keep up to date with us give us a follow on Twitter at Podcast, and as always head on over to facebook.com forward slash attitude era podcast give us a like we do a caption contest there we've got a fan art folder it's a great way to keep up with what's going on in the show
1: be sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. We've put up some clips there of some of our favorite parts from previous episodes. You can find that at YouTube.com slash podcast.
0: New videos coming up there soon, actually. We've got a few ideas for we Very doing. soon. Keep your eyes peeled over there. OSW and PiledriverWrestling.net. We have joined up forces with them. Check out PiledriverWrestling.net. All our episodes are available to download in high-quality audio. Do what you want with them. Get them directly there. Head on over to the forum. Check out our posts. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to ask us a question, head on over to the piledriverwrestling.net forum's Attitude Era podcast. Also as well, Calling Spots. New article out this week. Yes, our friends over at Calling Spots. Available now. Very proud of our involvement in this one. It's a -a plug-a-mania here, but we do actually have to say something because it's a bonus episode. Take a little time to to make a special mention, special thanks to some people recently. Yes. Uh, first of all, Nick from the Third Man podcast. He helped us get that Jim Cornette intro for the last episode it was amazingly well timed amazingly well done thank you so much we didn't get a chance to see Jim Cornette so I really appreciate someone taking the time out thank you very much Nick from the 3MP yeah I want to give a big thanks as well to uh, Chris Grimm who was a very 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 nice generous fellow who just reached out and contacted us through our email address which is uh, at a share at gmail.com and he very kindly donated to us to actually start up our podcast microphone fund I yeah, don't know if people very kind of him very kind of him like you know it, it was something which was really unexpected and really mm. appreciated incredibly generous thank you so much chris we're actually on route now to try and uh, get ourselves a new microphone one that will give us significantly less ire and whatnot you'll see a lot less
1: passive aggressive tweets about microphones this way
0: but yeah thank you so much chris you, it was uh, it was greatly appreciated you're a hero. you're a damn hero and speaking of heroes as well this was just something which was completely unexpected nick scott sent us a wrestlemania rage party napkin framed and all he sent it all the way from new york city to us here can I just say, uh, you're the best fucking fans ever. You yeah, guys, seriously, so fucking the
1: Glargay, you're all really cool. I'll be honest, like, um, I was having a really, really shit day at work uh, a couple of weeks back, and I came home and I found on our mantelpiece there was a framed <laughs> WrestleMania Rage Party napkin, and the I just, Chef Boyardee logo yeah, on, and everybody. I just suddenly thought. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> but
0: thank you so much. Yeah, seriously. From you know, also helping out on iTunes, people leaving us reviews and ratings and stuff there, it's all really nice. And uh, just, yeah, at times, we're approaching our one year doing the show. Yeah. And it just a nice chance to say thank you to everyone who is... Uh, You know, helped out in this way, who's been in touch, who's helped us spread the podcast, you know, people who are also, you know, sending us in stuff for this. It's fucking awesome. Appreciate all of it. Appreciate it massively. But until next time, it's gonna be a goodbye from me, Kevin. And me, Adam. And we will see you at our next episode, which is going to be No Mercy
2: 1999.
1: So you think you're untouchable?
2: Worst bite, this is basic ergonomics Worst bite, I'm worst bite This is basic ergonomics Worst bite, I'm worst bite This is basic thugonomics. Worst bite, I am worst bite this is basic thugonomics. worst bite i am worst bite this is basic thugonomics. worst bite i do not start Worst bite It's all about time